0: Thank God for our deployed members, and what God is doing in them, and I echo what the evangelist Catherine said, we got to do our part just to let them know. We're here, and they're in our hearts, our minds, and our prayers, and we thank God for their service, our receipts, we, to to the community, amen, and to the church. We thank God ready to get into our word this morning. So this morning, as I was in prayer, I just felt led to keep everybody in the sanctuary.
1: Everybody.
0: You know, the class is just say hey, you're going to be in here. God is doing something. In this place, I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited. I am blessed, amen, to be in the kingdom of God right now. Hallelujah. Allowing God to use, use me in whatever way He chooses. How about you? Glad to be in the kingdom. Amen. I receive. Amen. As I think about, it, we could be a whole lot of places doing a whole lot of things. Amen. But there's no better place to be. Amen. Than in God's kingdom. See, I say that because it's not just coming to church, but it's what? Being the church. Wherever we go. Amen. Wherever we find ourselves, amen. It's, it's being the church. See, the church is not the building, amen. But the church is the people. And we are the body. Say so you are the body of Christ. Amen. And as the body functions, that's when the world is going to see how the body functions. Amen. And I don't know. The Holy Spirit moving already. I feel something. I just feel something here. But either they're going, either the world, the world going to see a sick body. Of the world gonna see a, a healthy, whole, strong body. Amen. See, see, so and, you know when you think about your body, amen. Your body has all kinds of parts, and when one part's out of order, it affects the whole body. Isn't that right? See, so we got to choose. If I'm gonna be a part of God's body, even if I'm just a single cell, I'm gonna be a healthy cell. Amen. I don't want to be a sick cell. Amen? But I want to be a healthy self. So as as we function and flow, remembering that it's no more I, but it is Him. That we are here to to serve and and to to represent. So let's prepare our hearts. We're going to pray and just just go right into the Word. Amen? Thank God for this grace. Hallelujah. Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you right now and we thank you for including us. For including us. For well, you said, no man cometh unto the Father except you draw him. You chose us, you picked us to include us in your kingdom, in your body, young and old, novice and learned. No matter where we are in our station, in life, and in our walk with you, God, one thing is clear that you picked us. We didn't choose. Your word makes that clear, but you chose us. Hallelujah, you have a plan and a purpose for each one of us from the foundation of the world. And I thank you. We thank you right now. Hallelujah. For, for honoring us when we were still dishonorable. When we were still in our sin and our wretchedness. Lord, you had a concern. Thank you, Lord. So thank you God. And by your grace, Lord, you've drawn us out to establish us as your representatives. That we might show forth your glory in the earth. So we thank you, Lord. Have your way in this place this morning, Lord. Speak to our hearts from our children and on up to the adults. Speak to us through your word. Help us to move every stumbling block, every issue out of the way that we might hear what your Spirit is saying unto the church. Hallelujah, you that we might glorify your name. In everything we do and everything we do and say in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah! I am blessed, blessed, blessed. Hallelujah! Amen. And I think about the oil when you get in alignment. Uh, amen. When you, when you get in alignment, it's gonna flow down to his body, from from Aaron's head to his beard to the hems of his garment. But if you over there and the flows over here, you just guess what? miss the flow amen i thank god i'm not trying to miss the flow you know we've been we've been and going to continue to deal with you know talking about this this grace message amen last week we were talking and looking at the grace and and you know as compared to jesus realizing that grace came through him amen and apart from jesus we cannot receive any grace Amen. We looked at and understanding that grace is in the person of Jesus Christ. So therefore we can say grace is a person. And when you have grace on board, we should be able to flow in that grace in every situation. Amen. And realize that grace didn't just pluck us out, grace lifted us up. And and that's the thing that's empowering us to be who God wants us to be. In every circumstance, amen. Realizing that we, we're not we're not under the constraints of, of the law and bondage anymore, amen, but we've been set free from those things. Isn't that right? That's the, and that's something for some people, amen, in the body of Christ at large, that is a, a, a pretty big pill of a swap. To realize that, you know what? When you're walking in God's grace, and this might mess some people up a little bit, but when you're really walking in God's grace, you become unpunished. I see, it, I see it already.
1: He's like, whoo, what you mean?
0: Huh? I say you become unpunishable when, you, when you're really walking in His grace. Why? Because His grace redeems you. His grace delivers you. His grace covers you. His grace protects you. His grace lifts you out of those sinful places. Amen. And the Bible says, even if we sin... Amen. If we do stumble, we have what an advocate, amen. Who who's, who's advocating on our behalf? Why? Because he's already paid the price. I say he's already paid the price. Imagine that. You know, when you when we really understand and step into this thing, we realize that he covered my sins, past, present, and. Now, that don't mean I can plan to go sin in the future. Huh? And it's going to be all right, because then what are we doing? We're frustrating the grace of God. Amen. We're, we're taking trying to take advantage, and there's a whole lot of places in Scripture that warns us against that. But this morning, I want to look at the other aspect of grace. One of the other things is, is coupled. It's, it's integrally connected to grace. Amen. And we see it when we look at John 1, 17. But I want to start at the 14th verse. So let's let's go there. We we read this passage on last week, but still extracting. See, when you when you hit a mind vein, you don't get it all out one day. Huh? Yeah, and I, I think we hit a real rich deposit when we hit grave. Uh, amen. And we're gonna keep on extracting, Amen, until we are fully, fully set free from the law. But John 1, 14 says this, And the Word was made flesh. Ah, I love that. And dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And we, we dealt with this a little bit on last week. Full. Say full. Full. full of grace. But He didn't stop there. See, because we stop there, then we we we, we don't get the, all of it, everything that we need. But it says, full of grace and truth. Huh? Come on. And I thank God for both because you can't properly teach the message of grace without the inclusion of truth. See, because the two together, amen, keep us out of trouble. Hello. Hello. So in order to really understand how this grace works and really be able to, how can I say, um, receive the fullness of the grace, we gotta understand the truth of the word. Amen. And when we put the two of them together, like I said, we become unpunishable. Why? Because grace has brought us out. Truth is setting us up. Amen. And truth amen, is the only thing that we should really need, amen, to put the parameters and borders around ourselves, to, uh, to, to stop sin from encroaching and keeping in because the truth says this or the truth says that. The truth is this or the truth is that. You see, when we stand in the truth, amen, we can't be beat up by the enemy. When our children learn how to live in truth and operate in truth and walk in truth, then the enemy has no room to come into their lives. Amen. So we all need truth. Just say we all need truth. Amen. I not, not just grace. But we need the truth too. Amen. Because he says what he was full of grace and truth. Then we go down to the seventeenth verse. Say for the law was given by Moses. I just put on a brace just for a minute. Ah. where did Moses get the law? See, we read the passage here the law was given by Moses, but we realize when we go all the way back, we see that Moses received the law from God. So how come it, 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 you know, they didn't write that? Say the law came from by the God, and grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Notice that, that grace didn't come through a man. And as we begin to look at the law that Moses gave the people, it far exceeded the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses. See, so when he's talking about the law came by Moses, don't get it confused with the commandments that came from God. Because the the commandments still stand. Amen. And when we're operating in grace and truth, there's no way, just say no way, you're going to break the commandments. Hello. But when we begin to look at the law that continued to expand, that went so far beyond the Ten Commandments to now they had over 600 laws, all that wasn't imposed by God. All that wasn't put upon us by God. Uh, I think I think about us as parents. You know when we when we grew up and our our parents had rules and regulations, is that right? And then when we became parents, what do we do? We impose those rules and regulations, but then we add our own flavor to it, is that right? And as the generations go by, now there's more rules and more regulations in that household. And you throw out the ones you didn't like that mom and dad had, but then you implement your own. And so now our children learn how to grow up under the law of mom and dad. And then we, we brought them to church, and then we 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 taught them the law of Moses. So then we got law at home, we got law in church, we got law in the community, law on every side. What's the person to do? But it amazes me because when I begin to really look at the grace of God, the truth of His Word. Now, now I want you all to pay real close attention because if any person walks according to His grace, walks according to the truth of His Word, we don't have to worry about mom and dad's law. We don't have to worry about the secular law. We don't have to worry about the mosaic laws. So grace and truth really sets us free from all law, because it changes who we are completely. And that's what makes us peculiar people. That's what. But see, a lot of people don't want to be different. I want to fit in, huh? But if, but if you're going to be a, a child of God, you have to choose to be. You know, it ain't that you got to work at being peculiar. All you got to work at being is right with God. And that in turn makes you peculiar. But see, we we can't be like the world and be like God because what? They don't mix. So when we look at this 17th verse, amen, as it says, but for the law was given, given by Moses, but grace and truth, underlying truth. I mean, highlight it. we don't want to miss the truth. We gonna deal with this truth thing, huh? Because grace is established in truth, huh? When we, when we really understand it, amen. It helps us, and that's that's what we gonna we talking from this morning. Grace established in truth, not in a lie, but in truth, amen. You know, I think about the fact that it's, it, on on the Moses that that Jesus was crucified. Morning of his crucifixion. He was taken to Pilate. You know, and they bounced him back and forth and trying to decide what we're gonna do with this Jesus. But he had a conversation with, with this Roman leader. And there were some questions. Asked one question, one very in question, that important question that Pilate asked went seemingly unanswered. Go with me to the 18th chapter of John. Hallelujah. And we're going to begin reading at the 36th verse because he was asking him different things and what's going on. First he asked, why are y'all bringing him to me? All these things. Then he asked him, are you the king of the Jews? You know, and so Jesus began to respond to him in the verse number 36 in the 18th chapter. Are we there? Say, so Jesus answered, my kingdom, notice he said my kingdom, is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. Hello, hello! You'd be fighting. You'd have to fight. You see, if, if it was of this world, he said, "Then when my kingdoms fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews?" But now is my kingdom what? Not from hence. See, he doesn't know. He didn't say, "I'm not the king of the Jews." He said, "My kingdom is not." Notice the the, the choice of words. It is not of. This world. Okay? He didn't say it wasn't at this world. But he said it's not of this world. In other words, the power doesn't come from here. Amen. The establishment of it does not come from. Here. So Pilate therefore saith unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born. And for this cause came I into the world. Now, I came into the world. Now listen. Amen. That I should bear witness unto what? Unto the truth. Watch out. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Now that is the key. He said, everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. In other words, as you incline your ear to truth, as you operate, we're going, to, we're going to deal with this truth this morning. Because when truth is operating, you can hear from God. Huh? When you're seeking truth, you're going to hear from God. But when self get in the way, there's all kind of other voices gapping away. Amen? But then look at this question that Pilate asked him finally. Pilate said unto him, what is... What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews, unto the Jews, and said unto them, I find no fault. know I find in him no fault at all. See, it seems like that question wasn't answered, but Pilate himself could already see. I can't find no fault in it. But he put something on Pilate's mind, and Pilate had to wonder, what is truth? Because truth. Can be very subjective. But we got to find out what the real truth is. Amen? According to God's Word. Not what I might think is true, or what you might think is true, or what anybody else might think is true. We got to figure out what is true according to the Word of God. Because if this grace and this truth, that Jesus was full of grace and truth, what is that truth? That we need to be operating according to. That truth that overrides every other truth that tries to come into our lives, truths that man introduces, truths that emotions and feelings and you know the facts say is truth. So we gotta deal with that. We gotta say, what is truth, amen? Even in the Webster it says truth, fidelity, or consistency, sincerity of action. You can be sincere, it's still not true. Uh, sincerity of character or utterance, or transcendent, foundational, or spiritual reality. That's from the web. But we gonna look at the Bible. Amen. He talks about truth because this this truth, Amen. Hallelujah! It 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 it, it surpasses. The normal truth that we talk about. That we normally think about. You know, when you're talking to somebody and tell them you want to know the truth. Because why? You don't want them to what? Don't lie to me. Don't 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 lie to me. Tell me the truth. Okay? But see, that that's a conditional truth. You know, we realize see even when we begin to look back, thank you, Holy Spirit. When we when we look back at what took place in the garden. And this is the perfect example. When we look back at what took place in the garden, and the serpent came to Eve, and he he posed a question to Eve. Because, you know, she's having a conversation with the enemy. Not advisable. Okay. But he asked her a question. He said, Hath the Lord said you should not eat? She thought, no, we should we we've been told not to eat of this. Because if we eat it, in the day we eat it, we shall surely die. Now, and he came back with a statement and said, thou shalt not surely die. And he was telling the truth. Because they ate of the fruit. And they didn't die. Naturally. See, so what am I saying? See, we can play with words and cover the real truth. So we got to get to a place to understand what is spiritual truth. Because when they ate the fruit, they died spiritually. They were spiritually separated from God. So so on, in the natural, it sounds like he's telling you something good. But in the spiritual, he's telling you a lie. A lot of times we're messed up because we only look at things in the natural. For what? The natural benefit thereof. But I look at this and I say, wow. Let's look at that 8th chapter of John. We're going to hang out with John just for a little bit today. Amen. we're going to go some other places. But John is just so full of this revelation. Amen. John, the 8th chapter, and we're going to start at verse number 31. Then Jesus, then said Jesus unto those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed or for real. Why? And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make you free. Wow. He if you continue in my words, in other words, continue to seek after, continue to follow my word, amen, you're my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, because why? You'll find the truth in the word. Now, what was one of the first passages that we looked at? The word was made flesh. Uh-oh. And he said, if you continue in my word, so what he said is, if you'll continue in me, because you can't you can't continue in Him without continuing in His Word, and you really can't be in His Word without being in Him. But the two are the same. So He says this in thirty third verse and when they answered Him and said, "We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How saith thou, ye shall?" be made free. In other words, they are looking at their position as Abraham's seed. They're looking at their heritage. They're looking at where they came from and saying, I'm all that because of who my father is. So what you mean, I ain't never been in bondage. We we Abraham's seed. We 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 got this by blood. Huh? This is our birthright. Huh? It's what, what they 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 looking at the Natural again. But look what Jesus said unto them. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. Now we're still talking about grace. Grace is there, the truth is there, but now we're looking at truth. Grace brought us out, grace covers us, grace delivers us. But the truth, what Jesus says is, what? He that committed sin is the servant of sin. Are y'all getting this? And look what it says. And the servant abideth not in the house forever. Ah. But the son abideth forever. How many want to abide? Fair? See, see, if we allow ourselves to come under sin, we become under the bondage of sin. God don't intend and not des- does not desire for any of us to be in the bondage to sin. To become the servant of sin, to have sin compelling us, amen, rather than truth leading and guiding us. So we got to recognize that are things that God wants to bring us out of. Amen. And the adversary and the flesh wants to keep us involved in. Which do not reflect or resemble our sonship in Christ. So we gotta get to that place to recognize Amen. Look what it says in verse number 36. If the sons therefore shall what? Make you free. Thank you. You shall be free indeed. That's his desire, for us to be free for real, really, wholly and completely. Free from sin. Can we say that? Free from sin, not not under the bondage of sin. If, if I was to ask the question, how many of us in here dealt with sin and felt the bondage of it, I'd probably get a whole lot of hands probably out there. Uh, see, I didn't even ask, they're already coming up, you know. But, but see, we recognize that certain sins they get us bound up, they, they take away your joy, they take away your peace, they they, they mess up your praise. Huh? Amen. They they feel they make you feel separated from God, they make you feel less than you who you are. Sin in no way brings life to our relationship with God. It only tends to separate us not on, from God, but not only from God, but from one another. When sin runs rampant in a household or in a church or in the community, unless everybody's doing the same sin, it brings discord. Amen? I want us to help. I want to help us this morning. Because, see, truth is going to help us to be set free. Truth is going to help us to walk in the grace that God wants us to walk. With. The liberty that he wants us to have as we call upon his name and not being brought under the power of Of sin. Yes, sin has power. Amen. But greater power is He that's in you. Amen. Than He that's in the world. God didn't intend for us to be captives. Amen. He wants us to be set free because of His grace. But we've got to understand how to operate in this thing. Amen. Of a pure heart, a pure conscience before God. Go to John 14. First verse. Amen. we want our children to be set free. Amen. So we we, we got to get set free first so that as we get set free, then we can release some of the rules that, you know. Let's just imagine this for a minute, if you will. Now, I raised seven children. My God, I wish I had some of this understanding when I got started. But I got a lot of it after they even left the house. Amen. So so I didn't have all this understanding. But for you younger people with children, and the younger children still at home, Imagine this if you would. If you could teach your children through the love and grace of God how to conduct themselves so that you would need no rules in your house. If you could teach them how to honor you and respect you by example. Hello? So you gotta have an example. To so the point to where now they know how to be honorable you know you children all are, know how to be honorable because it's being exemplified before them it's being taught to them it's being reinforced so now they, you don't even have to worry about having to bring the rod of correction you know how we used to say it's going to hurt me more than you they could never understand that figure that out until they became parents huh? because a real loving parent does not want to have to bring corporal punishment to their child amen but when it's necessary, the Bible says the rod of correction does work. See, y'all know the scripture, most of y'all anyway. You know, it, it drives foolishness far. You can say foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. That's what the scripture says. I didn't put it there. Amen. But it said the rod of correction will drive it far away. But imagine this if we as parents can know how to enter into their life to prevent that foolishness or to remove that foolishness through the love of Christ. Huh? See, we had a powerful time here with the men that were able to come, amen. That decided to come and be with us on 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 Friday night. I mean, ooh, oh my goodness! Ooh, I think we stood up here this altar for a good hour, hour and a half. It was two hours. Wow, two hours! I mean, it wasn't even part of the program or the schedule that we had, but the Holy Spirit showed up in this place for two hours. Men and boys that were here. We're able to pour out all kinds of stuff. Purge, the praying one another, the breaking strongholds, and being set free. I mean, just, just powerful. Amen. And those are the changes, amen, as we are able to enter into the heart one of another. Amen. And I'm talking to parents also as you're able to really enter into the heart of that child so that they can be set free from the hurts and the pains and the disappointments and all those things that that stir up anger, that stir up disobedience, that stir up. We can't do it with the rod as effectively as we should be able to do it with love and with grace. See, I, I, I say it all the time. I, I appreciate it more when my children honor me and do things because they love and honor me than them doing it because they fear. So if I feel that way, imagine how much more God feels toward you and I when we are obedient to his word and we receive everything he has for us because we love him and we honor him and not because we're afraid he's going to strike us down with a boat of lightning. It takes the relationship to a whole nother level. It's one of love and opportunity rather than constraint and rules. But when we look at John 14, I'm trying to stay focused, but I, I gotta let the Holy Spirit have it with you. Amen. But John 14 and 1. Watch this. Say, let not your heart be troubled. He said, I'm going to prepare a place. Don't let your heart be troubled. Amen. But then he, in that fourth verse, he said, and the way you know. But look what Thomas said. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Again, Thomas is asking a question, but he's asking in a, not a spiritual sense, but a But he's asking him in a way, in a sense, that's saying, well, we don't know. We, we don't have directions to get there. You know, but it's, it's not about a natural way. Because, he, again, it's easy for us to miss the essence of what is being said to us unless we capture it. So so we need to get to a place to say, okay, he said, I don't know the way. You know, according to his understanding. Thank you, sir. Much better. Y'all don't mind me money. But Thomas is asking him clearly, I mean, how, how can we know the way? But look what Jesus says to them. I am the way. See, he's thinking about regular directions. Naturally so. But Jesus said, I am the way. But then he also told him this. He said, "The truth." Uh-oh. Remember what Pilate asked? What is truth? Jesus made it clear. I am the truth. Now we say grace was a person, so look like truth. Come on. Look like truth is embodied in the person as well of Jesus Christ. So, so when we dealing with him, you can't you ain't dealing with no lie. You ain't dealing with no 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 manipulation. You're not you're not dealing with no confusion. The Bible says, you know, we, we can't do nothing with truth. We can do something for truth, but we can't do nothing against truth. Truth is truth. The truth don't ever change. Remember how we say Jesus said I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. The truth does not change. Think about this for a minute. I, I, I want us to understand. Anybody have been arrested? Don't raise your hand. Okay, But when they tip you in And they begin to question you You say how many times I got to tell this same story And even I watch different things on TV And they question them over and over Someone else will come and question them And they'll compare the stories Or on cops they'll get one in this car One in that car And boy what are they doing They're looking for the truth And see if your story is true you don't forget the truth. The truth doesn't change. You can tell the truth over and over and over again, and the details will be the same every time. But if they can question you long enough and you start forgetting details, so they might let you go and they'll come back the next day and ask you again and see, okay, what, what, what happened again? What What should happen? And now you get the details mixed up because it's, it's a lie. You forgot the lie. You forgot how you told the lie the first time. So when you got to tell the lie the second time, it lets them know that it isn't the truth. But we're trying to get to the truth. Jesus is the truth. The truth don't change. Now I'm going to throw you another loop. His word is the truth and his word don't change. So if he said it, he meant it. He documented it. It's been passed down to us. So therefore we need to abide by it. It is a witness of itself. So we got to grab hold of it and grace of God gives us the opportunity to do that. It helps us to be able to stand. But that's why he said he's full of grace and truth. The truth is in his word. The truth is he himself. Because he said I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now watch this. No man cometh unto the Father but by truth. Huh? No man come to the Father but by truth. All the way you're going to get to the Father is through grace and truth. Not the flesh. we we think about, well, Jesus came and gave us the invitation. He was the invitation. But He, because He was the truth and He is grace. Amen. And we have to go through Him. He filters everything out of us. When we really come to Him, He gets all of us out the way. Amen. So that now we can be like Him because we're going through Him. See, we just thought he was a mailman. But he's more than a mailman. Uh, he, he is the thing that's going to change us when we allow ourselves to be filtered through him, which is his word, which is grace, which is truth. And we got to get to that place to receive that and understand that and walk in that. If we try to interject anything else, you know, when I was in the military, we used to y'all sit up. We used to do, you know, hydraulic samples on the aircraft to make sure that the fluid was not contaminated. And we had this sampling kit, and you take something, you put it in there, and you mix it with the freon, and you run it through this filter, which was a four-micron filter. And I don't know, if you looked at the filter, you can't even hardly see through it. It's so, when you actually, you can't see. it Because the micron is too small for you to see with your eye. But it filtered any and everything that was in that food to let us know if it was contaminated or not, whether we needed to change the flesh system or not. Oh, my God, And I'm trying to help us to see now, in Jesus, there ain't no sin. He's completely pure. The Scripture says that no sin will enter in when it's referring, amen, to the kingdom of God. So, therefore, if I have to be filtered through him, thank God I can be, and you can be. As I go through Jesus, as I allow him to put me through that process, it's going to filter out everything that's not like him. It's going to filter out all unrighteousness, all sin. It's even going to filter me out of the way. So that now all that's going into the kingdom is. designed to purge us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's Bible. But we got to allow ourselves, amen, to embrace the truth. See, we can't go skip to Malou, la die da any kind of way. His grace is designed to fix us up. His grace is designed, amen, to set us on the right course, amen, and to cover us, amen, because you know we got weaknesses. But when you get a hold of this thing, amen, you ain't trying to hold on to the weaknesses. You try to get away from the weaknesses. I said, when you really get a hold of this thing, you ain't trying to just do enough to get by. You try to do everything you can to please him. When when you really get a hold of this thing, ministry is no longer work, but it's opportunity. Uh, I mean, when you really get a hold of this thing, being saved is not a struggle. It's a blessing really get a hold of this thing. See, all this other stuff, amen, it comes from that mixture of law uh, and constraint, but when you really get a hold of what Jesus has done and who he is, amen, the liberty, amen, it says, what more can I do for your kingdom? How can I help somebody else, amen, to see this light shine through me so that you can be glorified? See, he filters you out the way. He filters me out the way. Amen. So that now, even as we were praying to the Lord, the dross has been removed. And when they look into the the crucible, they see the reflection of God. They don't see you no more. But they see him shining forth. They say, and just like Nicodemus said, we know you're a teacher come from God. Why? They only seen, they didn't really understand he was the Messiah. But when they looked at Jesus, all they could see was God. Not really realizing He was God. The personification of God, personified in that body, in that flesh, to be an example to you and I, That's what He came to To show us that we can do it, even in, in this package of flesh in this earth suit, I can still glorify God. I can still live a life that pleases Him in this earth suit. So I don't have to be constrained or bound or controlled, amen, by this thing, amen. But I have the power in me because of grace and truth to overcome the propensities of this flesh. I can live a life of love. I can live a life of forgiveness. I can live a life of freedom and liberty and... Because I am in him.
1: Jesus,
0: help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me, y'all sit down, y'all sit down. I'm trying to get somewhere. You got to have the truth? Tell somebody, you got to have the truth? Huh? Yep, Lord. Mm. Jesus is... He declared it himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. My life is in him. Uh Huh? Huh? And we got to get to that place, amen, to recognize that. You know what? If I die doing right, there's no better way to die. You know, I say if I die doing right, there's no better way to die. If I die being persecuted for doing right, you know, a lot of times we 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 talk. We have these conversations sometimes about you know what's the best way to die. But, you know, if you're going to die, hey man, would you would you want to drown or would you want to, you know, burn up in the fire? You know, that usually those those two usually come up. You know, which which one's worse? For fire, you know. Say in my sleep, that's pretty cool. Just go to sleep, never wake up, huh? But if I die, I want to die in Christ, huh? Notice I said. If I die, huh? <laughs> See, cause there's coming a day Jesus is going to come, and everybody ain't going to be dead. Huh? He said they that are alive in Christ shall be caught up, you know, after them that are dead. I don't mind, you know. Yeah, those those people that died first, they get a little head start, but that's all right. Huh? Because then he said, they that are alive in Christ shall also be called to meet him in the air. And we shall be ever with the Lord. So that's why I say, if I die, because I don't know he might come today. He might come tomorrow. And I ain't dead yet. Huh? So we got to get to a, a, a mindset to realize. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get to these next passages here. My mm. goodness, He is that living word that came down from heaven. Huh? At one place he told him, I'm the pray Huh? goodness. Uh, see, I, I can hang out there for a minute. That came down from me. He came to lead us into all truth and to, live, to deliver us from all bondages of sin. Huh? To deliver us. He came for a purpose. Amen. No. Mm, my God. My God. To deliver us from sin and self-righteousness. Hello. Now watch this. But I said, it would be crazy. You know, a few months ago, I had the cable man come out to the house. You know, I, I, and I had some of the old equipment. and They kept on. I kept seeing the commercials about the X one contest, and you can, you know, bastard and all that. So I'm like, okay. So I had him come out to the. Now it would be crazy for me to let the man show up, back his truck up into my, you know, driveway. Hey man, he come to deliver me from all these problems I'm having with the other system, right? So he comes and he backs up. He knocks on my door, and I refuse to let him in. <laughs> Because I think I can do it myself. Huh? That's his job. He came for that express purpose to upgrade my system. Amen. To put me in a better position so I can receive all my stuff from Comcast. Huh? But I think I, I can put it together myself so I don't let him in. He's right knocking on the door. Got the equipment. Got everything you need in the truck. Got the expertise. I'm fumbling through the garage trying to find the right pair of pliers that might help me to, you know. This is how we do Jesus. He said, I stand at the door and knock. He did here. Revelation 3.20, he said, I'm standing at the door and knock. Will we let him in to do his job? Or you think you got it? He's right there. Grace and truth knocking on your door. So you can receive all your stuff. First of all, your deliverance. I don't know about y'all, but I needed deliverance. Huh? Hello? I said, I needed deliverance. My brother was in trouble. The brother was jacked up. But I went to God. You to oversee You know what? God has done so many things in my life. And I was sharing with someone the other day that even when he forced me to walk in grace, I didn't even realize it. Uh, and even when there were times that, because of who I am in him, you know, I, I'll just say it like this I despise lies. And I'm not even God. I will tell on myself before I will tell a lie. Uh, amen. Even one of the gravest times of my life, Telling the truth delivered me. Huh? Rather than causing me to be in greater bondage. But it wouldn't have been easy to lie. It would have been stupid to lie. But truth will deliver you. Huh? We need the truth because, see, when you step into truth, grace can kick in. Huh? That's why I was saying it, it, we got grace established in truth because when you walk in the truth. Now God said, I can work with that. Huh? I can work with him. I can work with her because truth is prevailing. And truth releases the grace of God over our situations and our circumstances. Amen. And then you wonder, how do where does favor come in? Because I told the truth. Uh, how does this release happen in my life? Because I'm walking in the truth. Huh? See, truth has set several dimensions I want us to get. Jesus Christ is truth, but we ain't there yet. Huh? Oh, my goodness. Help us, Lord. Go to 2 Timothy. We have a responsibility here. 2 Timothy 2, 15. To study to show thyself approved. Unto Unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Hallelujah. Correctly dividing the word of truth. Huh? Wow. Divide. In other words, to make straight. Huh? You know, when you really begin to look at it, and, and we got to get to a place amen, man, because we need to understand the truth. There's a lot of people out there who take the truth and twist it just like the adversary did in the garden. And if enough people can agree to something, it becomes truth to them. Hello? I said, if enough people can agree, it becomes truth to them. Huh? But that don't make it truth according to the truth who is Jesus Christ himself. Huh? So rightly discerning, amen, it helps the to, truth to, 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 to keep us from error. It helps keep us from frustrating the grace of God by our own efforts. Amen. Which, you know, oftentimes we, we find ourselves misdirected because why? We're trying to do it our own way. But if we just yield to God, yield to what he's saying, amen, we won't fail. Huh? Mm-hmm. But sometimes, I gotta hear my notes. I'm gonna read my notes. Amen. The time is here that people will not want to hear the truth. I didn't say it's coming. I said it's here. That people won't. I mean, the Bible tells me that did themselves teachers have itching ears, huh? Amen. They they wanted something. They want something that's gonna please the ear, whether it's right or wrong. Just make me feel good. Just you know, uh, just 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 give me give me a warm fuzzy, huh? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let's, let's look at Second look at Timothy 3. Let's go to the third chapter. One more chapter over there. And this is, let us know, and you might see something in here that resembles some of the things that we see going on today. But in 3, 1 through 9, it says this. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's where it starts, and everything else comes out of that. Uh, perilous times are coming because people fall in love with themselves. They think they're their own god. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. I'm gonna do it my way. Can't nobody tell me that, huh? Hello. I didn't didn't write this in your Bible, okay? I'm just just expounding on it if I can. Amen. But he said, they're lovers of their own selves. And because of that, they're covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers. You know, you come into the lines of someone and you break your truth. Let me read on. False accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. You know, they want to hear truth. You think you're holding it in and out? You think you're all that? Hello, i understand. Okay, traitors, heady, high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. Come on now, I got some good readers in here today, huh? Having a form of godliness. You look good, you dress good, talk good, but ain't no power in your walk. I say, ain't no power in your walk. Ain't no power in your talk. Ain't no power in your living. Because it's all about you. (laughs) Huh? Come on, somebody. Denying the power thereof. See, because if we allow the power of grace and the power of truth to come in our lives, we will be transformed. So when we deny that power, I don't want to hear that. Huh? I don't agree with that. Huh? We choose to do it our own way. He say what? From such? Do what? Follow them. No. Turn away. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins. Hello houses. It led away with diverse lust. Now look at verse number 7. Ever learning. Ever learning. I'm so smart. Huh? I can quote the Bible. I can quote scriptures. You know, ever learning but never able because you're a lover of yourself. Never able to come to the knowledge of knowing Jesus. Huh? Because you are on the throne. He can't be. <laughs> Trying to help us this morning. Huh? Trying to help us. Hallelujah. Never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And then he gives us an example in the eighth verse. Now as Janese and Jambres withstood Moses, you know, the spiritual leader back then, You know, Moses went to Pharaoh to deliver the people out, and they came, and the sorcerers came, and they threw down their rods, and they tried to stand against Moses. Oh, we can do that, too. Huh? He threw down his rod and it became a snake, so here they come, they threw down their rod and it became a snake. See, we can do that, too, but his rod ate theirs up. The truth ate up the lie. I said, the truth ate up the lie. The truth ate up the counterfeits. Huh? But, but, but what did he say happened to them? Amen. I as they withstood Moses, so do these also resist truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifested unto all men as theirs was also. In other words, he said the same as Janice and Jambres was... Exposed? The ones of our day. The ones in our world. The ones in our country. They will be exposed as well. Just as God exposed the lie then, he'll expose the lie now. He'll deal with it now. See, we got, we got to get to a place, amen, where, where it's all about Him. We yielded and we're surrendered. We're submitted. Amen. We're, we're bowed down to Him because there's only one real truth, and that's Jesus. And if we can't filter it through Him and see it line up with His Word, then something's wrong. With it. If it don't line up, line up online, principle on line, principle upon principle, you know the principles of His Word, of His doctrine, Amen, to help us to walk in a way that glorifies Him, then there's a problem. Hallelujah. And God don't want us in that position, that's right? So as we stand on the truth, amen. It's not going to always be popular. Huh? I said it's not going to always be popular. Some, Sometimes when you stand on the truth, people get upset with you. Huh? Oh, we know this. As I was saying on, on Wednesday night, you know, the, the, the persecution, all that is part of the course. I mean, so, so when we stand on the truth, it's not going to be popular. Amen. People are going to come against you. But we still got to stand in the truth. And allow the grace of God to come. God, the grace of God to continue to empower us. Amen. So that we can be and do what he wants us to be. Truth and grace will set us apart from this world. But, you know, oh goodness. But it also sets us apart from ourselves. Huh? I said it also sets us apart from ourselves. Because if any of us is honest enough to know in and of myself I am a mess. Uh, can, I get, can I get an man? Can I get something somebody somebody in and of myself? I've been serving God for over 36 years. But I know the day I stop trusting him and start trusting me, I'm going to be a mess. I didn't say a few weeks. The day I stop, just like that dimmer switch on the wall, the minute you start turning it down, it gets darker. In dark, it already began. The it already since soon, soon, soon. As, huh? But if I stay directly connected to the power, says, you know what? I don't even want a dimmer switch in my life. I don't want to be hardwired. I don't even want an off switch. I want to be hardwired to the truth, even when it hurts, even when it exposes something that needs to be exposed. Please, Lord, expose it so that I can get it right, so that I get it flushed out, so I can deal with it. Because I want to be hardwired to grace and truth. Huh? So there is no interruption in the flow of him being able to use me. Him being able to use you as you get hardwired to him. You know, certain things you can't buy with a switch or on-off switch, you can't buy with a plug. When you buy it, it comes just with the wire, so you can hardwire it and leave it alone. Huh? I say, well, what happens when the power goes out? I got a generator called the Holy Ghost. Huh? Keep me lit up for Jesus. Come on, somebody. But like I said, everybody ain't gonna like it. Let's look at what James, I mean John, still we still we still hanging out with John. We're doing pretty good with John. John seventeen. Verse number fourteen. like this because it lets us know it's going to be alright. Huh? Jesus in his his prayer, he says this, I have given them thy word. Talking about his disciples. Hello. He said, I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world. Notice didn't say, you know, we're not of this world. See, when you step into his kingdom, you become no longer of the world because why? You're in the kingdom that Jesus said, you know, my kingdom is not of this world. It's here. The kingdom has come, he said, but it's not of this world. So when we step into his kingdom, amen, we are no longer of the world. Hello? So the world hates us because why? Watch them all. You're going to see in a minute what, what happened. He said, for they are not of the world, even as I am not of. The world. I pray not that thou should take them out of the world. Wow! But that thou shouldst keep them from evil. In other words, what good do have a kingdom if you got no residents? Uh, we're good to have a kingdom. If you got no subjects in the kingdom. Oh, they all scattered and went to heaven, and I ain't got no one left in the kingdom. Some of y'all catch that. Huh? Hallelujah. But he said, you know, keep them from evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now look at this 17th verse. He says, sanctify them. Where? through thy truth, thy word is true. And Jesus said, I, see again, I told you, he is the word, the word is him. Huh? So, so, so we begin to recognize here, what's going to sanctify us? The Word. Grace covers. The truth is going to sanctify Oh, I told, I told you you can't have one without the other. They got to work together. We need His grace. Amen. To help us when in our weaknesses, our shortcomings, we need His grace to empower us. But we need to learn how to walk in the truth, which is going to sanctify. The truth is going to pull us out of places. The truth is going to give us an understanding of how he wants us to live, how he wants us to love, how he wants us to conduct ourselves. The truth came to walk as an example in this earth, in the person of Jesus Christ, to show us how to do it. And if remember last week we saw even the grace of God was upon him, upon that body of flesh so that he could do what was he The truth says this is how you do. You love them that persecute you. Uh, you pray for them. <laughs> see, see see truth tells us how to do it. And it's not works. I, I I need to pause there just for a minute. It's not words. It's instruction. It's deliverance. See, because you 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 saved, but now you gotta know how to walk like it. Huh? You in you in you in the family. But now you gotta learn how to. What was that 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 that, that movie years ago? You know, about a, a princess. Didn't know she was a princess. And they had to take her and teach her how to be a princess. Princess Diary said, I knew one of y'all would uh, know. Many of y'all You know, she didn't know how to walk, they had to teach her how to walk, they had to teach her how to but she was a princess, she was a princess. Huh? And when they discover when she discovered, she's I mean, she was she was, you know, she was common, common, common money. Okay? But then to take her out of her old environment and put her into an environment with instructors to teach her how to be a princess. To be an heir to what she had. And that's exactly what he's trying to do with us. He's trying to take us out of our old environment, out of our old ways, amen, and teach us how to be an heir. How to walk, amen, how to talk, how to conduct ourselves, how to have some etiquette. But see, if, if we try to bring the old ways in, with us, we'll sit up there and embarrass ourselves. That's what it means to be a Christian. See, you embarrassing. Oh, see. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Trying to help us this morning. He's trying to set you up as royalty. He's trying to set you up as royal. Priesthood, kings and priests in his kingdom to function and to operate, amen. But we gotta understand with the truth. Is. His grace has brought us out, but the truth says, okay, this is how you do it, child. This is how I want you to work. This is how I want you. So, so he said, sanctify them, verse number seventeen. Through thy truth, thy word is true. And then look what he says: As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. See, we have an assignment. But we got to know how to operate in that assignment in a way that they see Him. Now, look at this. Mm. Even so, have I also sent them into the world, and for their sakes I sanctified myself. Wow. Example. Say, example. That they might be sanctified through the truth. God for the truth. How the truth, Amen, will purge and it'll get us out of all those things, Amen, that we read about. Oh goodness, in Second Timothy, you know, the love us of ourselves, the denying the power of God. See, truth will bring us out of those places. Amen. The truth will bring us into the light. Hallelujah. Go back to the sixteenth chapter of John. Are y'all getting this? hallelujah. Notice what he says. And when he has come, starting at 8 verse, 16 and 8. Wow. He said, and when he has come, talk about the Holy Ghost. Watch out. Spirit. He said, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Oh, he's going to bring some correction. Huh? some instruction and correction of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my father and see them no more of judgment because the prince of this world is judged talking about old salute for himself notice it said I don't want us to miss that he said is which is what already done Past tense. The judgment has already been set on our adversary. Huh? So if he's already been judged, what do you think applies to us? We've already been appointed. All we got to do is walk into it, all we got to do is receive it. (laughs) Why? But we think the fight's still going on. Huh? Amen, but it's not. I mean, all we need to do is tell the devil. It's already over for you. Huh? The, the, the battle's already won. Huh? Hmm. Look what he says in the 12th, the 12th verse. Now, this kind of messes us up here. He said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. I want to be able to bear them. I want to be able to hear whatever I say. Huh? But he said, How be it? Watch out. When he, the spirit of truth, uh-oh. No, he said the spirit of truth is come. He will do what? Guide you where? Into all
1: truth. Uh,
0: see, the Spirit. I'm going to make it clear here. I'm, over, I'm, 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 I'm almost done. Hallelujah. But he said he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall be hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Wow. I'm talking about the truth. The spirit of truth. Well, what, what spirit is that? Uh, what spirit is that? Go back to the 14th chapter of John. Uh, Just one more verse. We're going to wrap it up. I'm on the clock. John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, who the Father will send in my name, says what? Come on, he will do what? So the Holy Ghost is a teacher. And we just read, he said, the spirit of truth will lead us and guide us into all truth. And then we see here that the Holy Ghost is that spirit. So we can't get away from this thing. Not if you yield yourself to the spirit of God, if you yield yourself to the truth of God, if you yield yourself to the grace of God, it's a wrap. It's already done. But the minute we yield to our own understanding, we yield to our flesh, we yield to all the things of this world. That's when we lose out, because we—oh goodness! Whether it was the, the scripture we read in John a couple of weeks ago, he said we we oppose ourselves. Y'all remember that? He said they oppose—they that oppose themselves. But see, we gotta something to come out of that faith. amen by calling on him not trusting in our own ways and our own understanding but grabbing hold of this truth the truth is the truth the truth is Jesus Christ. he is our spring. he is our hand. you know